Welcome back to the Starting Block Podcast. This is part two. Hey, gentlemen. Chris. Welcome back. Hey, John. David. Absolutely amazing. Hey, hey, hey. So, you know, kicking kind of things back off where, where we, you know, where we left off. Um, you know, the, the focus of the system, right, is to unlock the potential in every aspect of life, not, you know, not just in your athletic performance on the field, but optimizing your potential in every aspect. You know, that's the, the critical function of the nervous system, the, the training that prepares us to be able to recover from whatever stress and stimulus that we're exposed to. That's why the athletes that are in the system are able to apply it to any sport, right, from volleyball, basketball, badminton, to to beyond, to, to their studies, academic studies, to to poetry, to writing, right, to, uh, and, and beyond that, in, in the business world, right, uh, critical thinking and being able to respond to stress and deadlines. That's, that's the beauty of it. It's unlocking human potential. And it just depends on how you want to display that um, ability. <clears throat> I re- as we were talking about, you know, how just the nervous system influences everything, everything from our digestion and bowel movements to this conversation and stuff like that. And then, you know, how, you know, to bridge that gap with how the stress influences as well. Like, I, I'm... I don't know if I'm be able to bridge this very well, but it's just on my mind and the stressor made me think about it. So I actually had a client who I don't like to use the word patient, but she was coming to me because, you know, she had, you know, a pain. It's those client first time her stress level got so high that she couldn't even function. Like just the simple, like muscle test didn't cause any pain. Wasn't that. It was just the this mental stress and agony of like something's going to be wrong with me, and it just shut her down. We literally we had to take a break um, actually, um, just from a muscle test. And so my, my point in all that is saying like I feel like one of the things that we see now is people are so stressed in every element and aspect of their life. That just the simplest little things completely shut the body down because their capacity to handle it, the bandwidth to handle it is just gone, you know. And when we look at a system that really tries to attack stress, you know, I I guess like you could say this system does or help you manage it. um, I just think there's a lot of benefit in that. I don't know. Does that make any sense at all? Like I may not have bridged that gap. (laughs) Absolutely. Look, look, stress is the, you know, I I like to say, you know, (laughs) sugar and stress are the the root of all evil. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, sugar, 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 you know, feeds cancer cells. Right. Sugar creates this, you know, tremendous inflammation within our bodies that is incredibly detrimental and, and deteriorates. It's, 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 you know, it's poison within us. Right? So that's why you have a tequila business, right? <laughs> I don't no, I actually, <laughs> cognac and uh, sparkling wine, but that's a whole different conversation, compartmentalize, right? Um, but the, the reality is our ability to manage and recover and respond to stress dictates 
everything from longevity to productivity, efficiency, and and our uh, level of performance in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. I know when I've seen information, or I've, I mean, we all know about Sealy's general adaptation model and, and stress and things like that, but um, I've always felt like in Jay's case, I felt like that was a much larger part of the puzzle than you see with other systems. Would you agree or disagree with that? Without question, without question. I mean, we talked about it previously, you know, putting somebody in a ISO extreme activity, right? uh, For a long duration will expose everything you need to know about them, how they respond in, in any situation or circumstance moving forward. Um, And, especially when you add the, the, the precision aspect of it um, in how it needs to be executed and seeing when that individual and how that individual breaks down, when those compensation patterns take place, their response to, 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 to that level of stress. And then when you throw in a, a, you know, a device to it to, to magnify it like an ARP wave, right, to amplify the, the sensations and, and the stimulus Um, seeing how someone responds, whether or not they're overwhelmed, right? Um, Just just all of those things are are critical as far as providing you with readouts on how to address the individual, how to unlock greater performance in every aspect of their life. But um, again, it it goes back to it, it doesn't matter what you're capable of achieving or doing in a comfortable setting. Right. We have to be able to create high levels of performance in extreme levels of discomfort, extreme levels of stress, and not just once or twice, but being able to do it on a consistent basis over and over and over and over. We need to become, to a certain extent, predictable as far as knowing how we will respond in each and every situation. Right. For example, a golfer. Right. It, it doesn't matter how far you can strike the ball, right? It, it, what matters is you being able to predict the outcome of the swing, right? And replicate that feeling and sensation over and over and know exactly what the outcome is going to be. And then being able to adjust accordingly to create the desired effect, to display <clears throat> what you're looking to display, create the outcome that you're looking to create, right? So that's, that's critical in everything we do. It shouldn't shouldn't be a guessing game. We should we should have predictable outcomes associated with our levels of intent and efforts. So then how do we how do we address that in a training scenario? I mean, yeah, you could put somebody in ISO extreme and see what happens, but then I guess, how do we establish some of these parameters of what we're looking for? Are there actual tangible elements you're looking for? Or are you looking for, you know, intangible subconscious types of manifestations? I mean, we're looking at all the above, right? But initially before an individual can create optimal force and reduce risk of injury, right? They first need to be able to stabilize and 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 withstand force and and function under extreme levels of stress and maintain high levels of discipline and precision to their execution 
over a period of time so that then it becomes predictable as far as how they respond in those situations and circumstances before they are then exposed to the next phase, right? So, for example, before someone is able to be exposed to high load, high volume, right, Uh, uh, high velocity plyometrics, for example, right, they first need to be mastering certain positions under certain circumstances, under certain stresses and and situations so that we know that they will be able to recover and withstand the demands and stresses of what the next phase is about to expose them to, right? You know, uh, very few programs out there prepare their athletes to be able to perform high volumes of extreme plyometrics and ballistic type activities, right? And and if they do, in most cases, almost all of those programs fail because the athletes are not prepared to withstand that level of force over and intensity over and over and over again. But if you get on a playing field, right, that's what you're exposed to, right? It's not five reps of of broad jump it's not five reps of 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 squat jumps or or split squats it's it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps during the course of a game right or so unless you're prepared to be able to recover from that and also prepared to be able to execute those movements or activities at a very 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 high level you know, you're, you're, you're going to be exposed. You're either going to be exposed to potential risk of injury or you're going to be exposed to not performing at a high level that will allow you to achieve great success. And that applies to everything, right? It's, it's, it's preparation to deal with the potential stress that you will encounter, whether it's on a playing field, whether it's in business, whether it's in a relationship, it doesn't matter. It's preparing yourself to be able to recover from that next level of stress that you are going to potentially be exposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where I, I read it, um, or maybe it was just a conversation Dr. J and I were having um, at some point. But I recall that, I mean, actually, you made the statement and made me think about it, that. You know, an athlete couldn't progress to the next level until all the systems of the body were in line. You know, whether that I don't and I don't know if that was just specifically like physical and like, you know, digestive. But like I do remember digestive was something that came up um, in that conversation or in that reading that I found. I guess how are you how can you even monitor that? And how do you not know? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is. How do outside influences, how do we know it's not impacting it, that the stress of the actual exercise is okay for the individual, but it's, you know, the outside stuff that's, you know, causing, um, you know, causing the issues. But then being able to know whether or not they can progress to the next level of, you know, drops or rebounds or, or whatnot. I mean, I feel like there's just so many variables there that are very difficult to quantify and say tangibly like, hey, yes. It's, it's yes or no. And is there truly a yes and no to that question? You know, I think there's a lot of gray there, as there is in, in, in everything else. Um, everything, everything needs to be taken into consideration. All those variables need to always be taken into consideration. But uh, 
our ability to be able to successfully perform certain activities, movements, uh, exercises that we're exposing the individuals to within the program, then better prepares them to be able to withstand that stress and demands outside of the the training sector and allow Mm -hmm. them to recover and manage that more efficiently and proficiently to be able to recover faster, sleep better, uh, uh, deeper sleep, REM sleep. I mean, all of those things. And, you know, we're we're in a, a time period right now, unlike any other, where we have access to great technology, right? Uh, the, we, uh, as far as assessments go, right? Uh, un- unfortunately, the technology also is utilized quite a bit in, in performance and, and, and the training aspect as well in trying to enhance the performance. And that's often now a crutch where, where people are so dependent on the technologies of the, the exercise or the activity or the uh, the, the training program versus the actual uh, critical thinking and, and the protocols and methodologies that are essential to optimize performance. Um, so I think all of those things need to be taken. And, and look, the, the, the system, right, is designed to create heightened levels of awareness. Mm-hmm. And the greater awareness, right, you have, the greater sensitivity you have to patterns and, and, and signals that your body sends. So by, by creating, by, by within the system, right, by enhancing that awareness, by enhancing that function, and with that awareness, it's, again, it's having the precision in the execution so then you're able to then identify where there's discrepancies, where there's vulnerabilities, where there's compensations, when you're that aware during your training and you're preparing yourself to always be aware, you can then apply it in any aspect of your life, whether it's how you're sleeping, having greater awareness of how you're sleeping, your response to sleep, your response to stress, your response to certain foods, your ability to digest them, respond from them, um, utilize them uh, effectively so that they're they're fueling your body in a positive way. I mean, it's that heightened level of awareness can be applied to any aspect of your life to then potentially unlock greater levels of performance because you're able to identify such details, such factors, right, that then you can make adjustments to, right? It's, it's, it's one thing if you're oblivious right that i mean it's it's you know ignorance is bliss right <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> to a certain extent right but once you become aware then it's up to you to do something about it right whether it's mm-hmm. when i sleep in this type of environment after this type of day this is how i feel this is my response if after i eat certain types of foods after during certain periods of time right uh, that consist of certain you know, nutrients, this is my, it's, it's being, having that heightened level of awareness to then being able, be able to make those adjustments necessary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in every aspect. I, 
I'm processing what my ne- my next question what and where I wanted to go with this. Um, you know how how is it that I guess when you're in the system and we see these variables that are consistently playing a role, you know, and I, and like I mean, how are we helping these individuals take that? Um, under control. So maybe it is a gut issue. I, I remember hearing a story and you can tell me if it's true or not, like that, uh, that Jay would actually hook the ARP up to somebody's stomach while they were eating. Listen, there's, <laughs> yeah. But and now, we, now that we're talking about stress, I assume that was probably wise to help regulate, you know, regulate and get the stress levels down. You know, again, the, the, the ARP is a device that we've hooked up to any, <laughs> In every uh-huh. part of, yep, of our know. bodies and experimented you and me both, with brother. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you know, it's it's you know, it's it's using science and 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 critical thinking, rational thinking and, and application and, and it look, it's continued experimentation, right, to unlock next levels of performance and function and look the when whether you go and and see a physician in a hospital right or or um you know come come in and and work with one of us right to a certain extent there there's a um, part of the process is always going to be experimenting to see how someone may respond in particular situations and circumstances Mm -hmm. um, in order to um, then refine the approach uh, moving forward to optimize their performance or ability to recover or whatever it may be. So I have, I have a thought that, um, that it's, it's very, it's very personal, but since we're, you know, kind of, you know, as we get close to wrapping up the kind of the, the, the pipes side of stuff and moving, you know, a little bit more into the physical side of stuff. Let's, let's touch on that. The why the vision, you know, we've, we've heard and we've talked about, you know, where jail say, Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel things. I remember I had to answer this, you know, in a, in a convert, in a um, Q and a episode that we did. And I think that's, I think you and I connected on that, but let's, I want to, I want to use my personal experience here. So, cause you said something that made it click with me. Like, when you have a vision, right, and you have that why, you, you, you are engaged in that physically, emotionally, intellectually, psychologically, spiritually, it's there. But then it gets taken, and it's not achievable anymore. I'm not going to go into details of what that is, but I'll just say that that happened to me, and I can't seem to reverse that. My brain is stuck and my training has suffered. I can feel it. And I didn't really make that connection until you said that just a minute ago. Why does, why does something like this happen? Like, why can we, how come like my brain literally can't rebuild and recreate a vision? It's just stuck in this one thing. You got an answer for me there? (laughs) I think maybe the, the why needs to be greater. Right. So to me, the why isn't necessarily based on performance on a playing field or that very moment. It has to be kind of the end picture. Right. The, The why, to a certain extent, is 
who we are, who we want to be to ourselves and the people we love, right? Being able to, you know, to, to me, right, as a man, my greatest why is being able to put myself in the best possible situation and position to be able to take care of my family, to be able to never become a burden on my family, to be able to perform as a, at the highest level to lead by example, to be able to maintain higher levels of awareness and discipline and focus and function for them as I age, as I get older, so that I don't become a, a worry or a burden to them, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so that I'm able to maintain a higher level of function and performance the rest of my life so that I'm not exposed to levels of pain and, 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 and crippling type impact that aging, the aging process has on a lot of individuals out there. That, that why a lot of times has to be greater than just squatting a particular amount or running a particular, you know, a uh, 40-yard dash time or benching something or looking a particular way or even just functioning in a particular way. It sometimes has to be that why has to be greater for your for your stepson, for your stepdaughter, for your wife, for your mother and father, for yourself down the road so that you're not a burden to your children, so that you're an asset to the community or an asset to the people around you so that you put yourself in a position to be able to function at the highest level that you wish to and are willing to sacrifice for in any situation and or environment that you're ever exposed to right that's that's the why every day it's 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 not how you look in a bathing suit. It's not how far you can hit a ball or how hard you can throw a ball. It's it's what type of contribution can you make to your loved ones, to your closest circle, to your village, to to society, mm-hmm. right? That what type of impact can you have? So I so I miss the mark. Basically, Jay would have. <laughs> Jay already told me I was wrong on a bunch of stuff, which is fine. I'll take criticism. I just want to. I want to get Cause, better. Cause, but cause, that makes sense. You have to look. Be, you have to look. You know. And 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 again. You know. This is this is how I view it. Right. Um, you have to look beyond. It's the end. What does the end look like for you? What do you want the end to feel like for you? Yeah. I do not ever. Thirty years from now, I do not want to feel less than what I feel now. I actually want to feel more. I want to feel better than I do right now, right? And that's that's my why. I, I do not want to regress. I do not want to deteriorate. I do not want to have my loved ones ever see me deteriorate, mm-hmm. right? right? And I also want to lead by example for all of them so that they see what is potentially achievable, that there is more. And obviously we're humans, right? We're imperfect. We're highly flawed, right? But it's it's about continuously closing the gap on our genetic potential. We will never reach it, but it's it's closing that gap and doing things every day that allow you to be better today than you were yesterday. Well, 
Shit, I got some work to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and understanding that everything has a side effect. Every single decision you make has a side effect, mm-hmm. good and bad. It has a ripple effect, right? And, and how does that impact you, not just this very moment, not just tomorrow or a week down the road, a month down the road, but how does it impact the end, mm-hmm. right? And And... When you look back at things, you know, and, and your, your time potentially is, you know, closing in, what, what does your life look like? What, what regrets do you have? And, mm-hmm. and the greater awareness you have, it's a blessing and a curse because the greater awareness you have, the greater opportunity you have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that that's a that's that's a that's a tremendous um, responsibility that you have to yourself and the people around them. And so every choice you make is is critical. And look, we're you know again we're highly imperfect. We 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 are we're humans are hypocritical. It's just to to what level? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know we we procrastinate you know uh, just at, at what level right and 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 how do we respond in situations that create discomfort and how do we respond in situations that create stress whether it's external or you know internally created but the reality is we have far greater control than we can even begin to fathom. And every choice that we make throughout the course of our day, from as little as how do we respond during the course of a conversation, how do we respond to a thought that crosses our mind, impacts us, not just this very moment, but has a long-term ripple effect. Like I said, man, that's some David Goggins stuff right there. Um, (laughs) You're getting deep. Um, I think we lost Chris. I don't think Chris is uh, able to, to rejoin, but uh, we keep going and, and dig Absolutely. into a couple other things. But um, let's let's get into the a little bit more of the training side of it, a little bit more of the physical component. Um, I guess as we bridge this gap here between being prepared mentally, emotionally, and physically, was there anything in particular that you – would look for, and I'm not asking you to speak for Jay, just in your experiences, were there certain parameters that you set before you really start to take somebody deep into the system? You know, and, you know, touch on what you just said, speak for Jay. I, I mean, that's impossible to do, right? I mean, the, yeah, yeah. his, 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 his thinking, his, his, you know, I, I, I view it all as chess, right? You know, you're, you're, you're setting up moves, right, to gain position. And, and you're working one, two, three, four, five moves ahead. You know, grandmasters are, are you know, working at, at four, five, six moves beyond ahead and, and have this level of creativity and, and thought and imagination that goes behind it that is you know very to a certain extent even unimaginable to most and and unfathomable and you know jay is beyond that grandmaster and 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 has and 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 has i mean he 
you know, he lives it, he breathes it, he eats it, he sleeps it. It's, it's, it's his life and it has been his life. And, and his, his, the, the, the remarkable circumstances that were the genesis of all of this, right? Um, just show you how remarkable human beings can be when, when put up against, a, you know, pushed up against a wall. And, and and your life is on the line and the, the future of your life and the quality of the rest of your life is on the line. And that's that's how the system was created, right? That's why Jay created it, because to a certain extent, the, the, his future was on the line. And if it wasn't for this system, he most likely would have would have been bedridden the rest of his life. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it in that regard, it just it just shows how special the genesis and the origin of the system is. And obviously since then, right, anyone who's been exposed to Jay, been around Jay, has has read the the, the literature and listened to the podcasts and, and even the re- literature that he's referenced has 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 their own take and perception on it and, and their own version of it. But um, the... The, the the system is so remarkable that even uh, a, a variation of it, right, uh, that may not encompass all the the details that maybe Jay had initially intended, still has tremendous impact and and impact that far exceeds what any you know anyone else has even been able to remotely, you know, touch on themselves uh, with any other system out there that, that I've been exposed to or have read about or have seen. Um, So what about, I know there's a lot of people out there that say there is no system. And I mean, I'm not one of those people, but I understand where people are coming from when they say that. But you and I see it, see that, see it a lot differently. What do you say to there is no system? It's people just say it's just convoluted. There's just a, there is no progression. It's just this, 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 and this. Um, <laughs> I think those people uh, tend to not necessarily understand the the patience necessary um the sacrifice necessary this discipline and persistence necessary the the pipes the essence of the system this is the system but to a certain extent you know people are so quick to jump from you know one cycle of activity to another, to another, to another, saying, all right, I've already accomplished the the maximal adaptation from it, and I've plateaued, and now I'm moving on to the next and moving on to the next. And the reality is, in almost all cases, they really haven't truly absorbed and, and received and achieved everything that they were potentially supposed to receive from it and achieve from it and the full adaptation and evolution of it because they truly haven't spent 
enough time in it, but they even more so weren't properly prepared prior to it to receive what they were supposed to receive from it. So, you know, again, we'll reference the ISO extremes and extremist centrics. Um, people do not spend enough time working and obsessing and, and mastering that particular phase. And they're so quick to move on. And just because they've achieved some level of success in their athletic careers or in, 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 their, in, in how they've applied that training, right, or the, the exposure to that, right, or, or not even having uh, performed any of that prior to and just having uh, achieved a high level of athletic success. And then they come into the system and say they're beyond this or, okay, we've you know, we've done that for enough. Now can, you know, we move on or think it's time to move on. In reality, they haven't even scratched the surface as to what they were actually supposed to receive from it prior to moving on, because that alone on its own allows them to optimize and get more out of what they're already capable of, of achieving or ex whichever level they're able to execute at. Um, I think it's rushed, right? Because it's rushed because it's boring, it's uncomfortable, it's monotonous, it's too consistent. It's 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 it forces you to have to figure out more and more and more and be even more in tune and be even more aware and even unlock more it's 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 something it it taps into human beings is especially in in today's day and age right uh, need for continuous stimulation just well distraction right st stimulation mm -hmm. but the moment that stimulation becomes too overwhelming due to the duration of it, the intensity of it, the speed of it, they're ready to jump into the next stimulation to, you know, turn the page, change the channel, swipe to the next image before yeah. they've even been able to receive, you know, read the caption. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're judging the book by the cover, the, the image for what it is and not what, if there's more to it, right, uh, beyond what they're seeing. And, and, and that's kind of the perfect way to also describe part of the system, right, at least the initial phase. Well, no, I, I mean, to a certain extent, all of it, right? People see rebounds and they see, okay, you're just dropping and catching weights. No big deal, right? Mm -hmm. um, oh, you're just holding a position. No big deal. That looks easy. Oh, you're just lowering yourself through a particular range of motion. No big deal, Right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. people don't understand the depth of it. They don't even give themselves an opportunity to understand. And what they don't realize is the more time you spend doing it, the greater understanding it unlocks. And I think, you know, both you and, and Chris are, are, are I, I can almost 100% say that 
over the time that you have been exposed to these exercises, activities, the system, right, whatever you want to call it, there's been more and more self-discovery, right? Not Mm -hmm. just about the exercise or the activity itself, but about yourself and how you respond and what you're supposed to get out of it. There's levels to it. And you may have done it for a year and think you're ready to move on. But in year three, four, five, six, seven, you're like, holy shit, I didn't even realize this. Right. I didn't realize this about myself. I didn't realize this about the activity. I didn't realize uh, about the application of it and, 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 and all of those things, how it can be implemented and its impact and uh, impact on. I thought it was just impacting X, Y and Z, but it's impacting so much more. I didn't even. So it, it's it's the shallow thinking behind it as well. Right. Uh, uh, which, you know, most view it as, you know, OK, it's for a very superficial right and and not the depth that it deserves and the impact that it then has on any and everything beyond Mm -hmm. right and i think you know the the depth of going beyond it and and how it's bringing more out of you than you realize i think that kind of leads into the next question of you know, always training at high intensities because that's something the body needs, which also leads into the myth of in-season versus off-season work and taking it easy. Speak on that. We, as human beings, we in general, try to find the most efficient and easiest and most comfortable way to, you know, uh, uh, approach things and, 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 and to live everyday life, right? But what that does is it, it prevents us from seeing what's on the other side, who we're truly supposed to be, what what is truly inside of us. And whether you're in season or off season to me, I mean, it's, it's, it's all the same to me because the objective every day is to become better than the previous day, whether you're, you're playing in the course of a 18 game, 82 game season, 160 plus game season, or it's, you know, quote unquote, the off season, the objective is to get better every single day in the process of working to getting better every single day, you're able to recover more efficiently and effectively and proficiently because you're forcing your body to adapt and and evolve and become better, have access to more motor units and, and muscle fibers, have have improvement in access to greater mobility and range of motion and strength through that range of motion and function through that range of motion. It's 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 a continuous process, right? Your ability to manage stress more efficiently and effectively, which thus aids in your ability to perform and recover 
from whatever stress you're exposed to later on during the course of the day, which may be a game later on in the day or a practice with your team. But again, if the objective every day is to be better than the last, then how is that achievable when the level of intensity and effort and concentration is then diluted or reduced, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not able to continue to then evolve and adapt in a positive manner, right? And, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, it has a psychological impact as well because if you know you're able to execute... Uh, let, let's say a five-minute ISO extreme lunge in in a particular you know position and mindset and all all of these uh, you know pipes that are involved in it, right? And then you're going to limit it to a, a shorter duration with less intensity, less focus. You know, I, you know, it creates this psychological impact on yourself that you're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing you're leaving more on the table you're you're not fulfilling your promise your potential you're not pushing yourself to unlock more and more and more because the reality is there is no 100% right so whether you're able to achieve that 5 minute iso extreme lunge right or not Right. Even if you do. What what happened at 67 seconds? What happened at 92 seconds? What ma- happened at 137 seconds? Where was your concentration? Where was your focus? What were you feeling? What weren't you feeling? Were you feeling anything? What type of compensation patterns were taking place? What type of, you know, I mean, all of these things that, that, that go into it, right, there's always more and more and more. So you've never truly gotten everything that you're potentially capable of getting out of it because you're, you're always going to miss something. There's, we're humans. We're imperfect. We're, we're never going to truly see what we are truly capable of because there's so many variables, right? There, There's so many restrictions. There's so many more components out there. You know, just because somebody is throwing 100 miles per hour, you know, throwing a pitch at 100 miles per hour doesn't mean that they there isn't more left, right? Doesn't mean that they can't throw it on a more consistent basis doesn't mean that they can't recover from it faster doesn't mean that they can't throw it at even a higher velocity more consistently there's always more there 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 shouldn't be a point where you just get somewhere and say okay i've arrived there's always more there's always more to unlock and human beings more than anything else we we're we're the best at sabotaging ourselves yep we're, we're the best at sabotaging ourselves with the thoughts that go through our mind we're mm-hmm. we're with with knowing we're supposed to do x and we do y or z instead because it's a little bit more un, more comfortable right and you know we 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 find these little things along the way to as we navigate to create a situation where we 
are less likely to fulfill our true potential. Um, and again, the more aware you are of that, the, the more you have an opportunity to do something about it. And that responsibility is, is left to you and, and, and how you pursue that and, and what you do about it. But uh, I, I just, um, you know, from, from the, the training aspect to the, the training aiding in the ability to recover from the stress that you're exposed to. But then, you know, the icing on the cake is also taking time to be able to efficiently and more effectively recover between training sessions, right? And those that have access to a ARP, you know, there there are protocols with that to accelerate recovery and allow you to achieve more and recover faster and train harder, more frequently, all of those things. But beyond that, there's other things that can be incorporated that can unlock your potential to be able to recover faster in addition to the training system. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the things that intrigues me so much about training this way is that I feel like it it always it addresses what our society currently is trying to intentionally destroy. And that is the, you know, the ability that humans are capable of doing a lot more than, you know, what we think we are. I mean, when they say we only use 10% of our brain, okay, well, not every most people just say, "Oh, okay." But there are a handful of us out there that say, "Well, what the hell is the other 90% for?" Like, do we even know, (laughs) you know, or maybe we do know, or maybe they do know, we're just not being told. And I feel like one of the things with this type of training is it challenges the societal norms of, you know, like you said, finding the easy road, you know, and discovering more about what you can and can't do. And that, that kind of leads into the the next question as well. And, And I don't, and we're, we're doing this live. We do this all authentically guys. So you know, if you hear some pauses and breaks, that's intentional. We, I don't go back and edit. Hell, I don't have time to go back and edit this stuff. <laughs> but I don't remember if you said it is uh, okay for us to talk about this, but you train a particular athlete. Um, he's a boxer. Can we speak on him a little bit? you talking about uh, the son of the boxer. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, no. But, you know, kind of reverting back a little bit, just rewinding a little bit to what you just said about, you know, society and, and only using 10% of your brain. And, and, and the reality is to unlock next levels of performance and function and thinking and, and memory and cognitive function, right? Let's just say cognitive function in general, which then leads to enhanced potential for you know, physical, right? You know, again, reverting back to the pipes, Mm -hmm. right? It's the level of concentration, focus, consistency, discipline, Mm -hmm. sacrifice that a human being has to undergo, right? In order to unlock more and more and more and more is going to grow increasingly uncomfortable as they progress to 
looking to unlock that next phase, right? And and mm-hmm. what's next? What's beyond what they are capable of or what society thinks we're capable of or the stand, current standards that have been set. And But you have to be willing to overcome extreme levels of discomfort and extreme levels of, of pain, right? In order to see what's on the other side. And most people will never be willing to make that level of sacrifice. They may say they are. Right. Right. But saying and doing is a, is a whole different. And that, and that's, I think where I'm going. And I think we'll, we'll save that. We'll save it for part three, but where I was headed with that is that's what intrigues me so much because this particular athlete's father was one of the greatest of all time. And now, the son is coming up as well. And so now you have this paradigm of father who lived in the time where this was expected. And this man had an iron will. And now how the son who's exposed to this training system, if he's anything like what his father was like, now we've combined these two theories and and we're creating like a superhuman, bro. (laughs) But... uh, it's just, it just it's intriguing to me because I can imagine that his his father was probably like, I like this theory. Because in today's society, you're not going to find coaches and strength trainers who are talking the way that you're talking right now. Yeah, and what's interesting is I was actually reached out. Uh, um, his father's coaches had reached out to me. I mean, you know many years back, obviously, while his father was still in the game, as far as working with his dad and, and being in camp and, 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 and not just working with him, but working with the other fighters that were in that camp as well. And through the success that I had with other fighters along the way. And so now to have an opportunity to work with his son is, you know, just, uh, you know, I, I think is, is pretty cool, but, um, that what you often find is a a highly successful parent, right? Who, who, who then has a child in many cases, that child doesn't ever have to overcome the same level of obstacles and and challenges and hardships, the adversity, the, the struggles, Which is why I find right? that so intriguing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 in and then there's those rare cases where that child is willing to go above and beyond and get uncomfortable and make those sacrifices and 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 work as if they didn't grow up in a environment or situation where uh, they had greater access. And, you know, and, and greater comforts, right, of, uh, access to greater comforts that made them uh, complacent, right? And, and, and instead, this, this young man um, has exhibited work ethic that I've rarely seen, right? And, and, and it's been part of his evolution and his, his willingness to expose himself. And, and that's, that's one of the things also, right, when we talk about the initial phase of the system that people like to rush 
through or think they're too good for, right? That that phase ex- exposes the individual and and creates the greatest evolution, right? Or or, or kicks off that that the the potential for a greater rate of speed for that evolution for that individual. But, you know, it's a, it's a complete reprogramming, but, you know, from day one, this, this young man was willing to force himself to be vulnerable and be exposed, have all his weaknesses, insecurities exposed his, his ego, his pride was, you know, never, never something that has come into play and has been a limiting factor that we've had to overcome, which is, which is rare, right? It's in, in order for you to receive the, in order for you to receive higher levels of information, right? you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. You have to put your guard down. You have to set aside those protective mechanisms, right? To be able to receive that that data, that feedback, that information to allow for potential for, for greater evolution. And, you know, his, this young man's uncle would come and and observe him training initially when we started and he would never make it through a, a single session because he couldn't stand to watch the level of vulnerability discomfort and 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 exposure that his nephew was subjected to and was having to deal with and manage and overcome during the process, which is what has allowed us to then advance to levels that we are today. And still to this day, right, we're still working on getting more and more. That foundation, right, is is still incorporated and, and then utilized to apply during in season and and utilized to enhance recovery, optimize what we may have coming up next and next and next. Because, you know, like we talked about, a lot of times we'll view, folks will view, okay, you're dropping and catching weights, right? No big deal. But they don't understand in what's actually going on there. Or people will view a, a jumping exercise, a plyometric type exercise, and truly not understand the extent, the thought that goes into it, what is actually occurring. It's not just, you know, it's not just a, a rebound off the ground or dropping and catching of the weights. It's it's the ability to call upon certain aspects, certain muscles, you know, neurotransmitters to respond and and react and display certain things at a certain time in a particular sequence. And when that sequence may be broken or or there may be a a discrepancy in it or, uh, you know, we have to immediately stop, right? Because then we're perfecting imperfections and we're programming 
inefficiencies and and defects, right? So there's so many little intricacies and details that are overlooked and, and, and then place even greater relevance and importance behind that foundation and, and, and phase one or phase A, because the more proficient and efficient and effective and more you've mastered the initial phase, the greater, the more information and data you can receive from the next phase, right? From those exercises, you're able to receive more programming, more impact from them. You're able to perform at higher load, higher volume, high velocity. I mean, this, you know, this young man squats, you know, over 700 pounds, you know, he, 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 he bench presses, you know, over 500 pounds. And we don't, we don't, we don't lift heavy, right? Now, we're subjected to incredibly high, you know, loads, right? And at high velocities and at high volumes. But we're moving those loads at a, a fraction of a second, right? At, at, at such high speeds because that's what happens in real life. That's what happens on a playing field, right? It's, it's the athlete that's able to create the greatest amount of force in the least amount of time and be able to recover from it and display it over and over and over and over and over and over again when no one else is able to and when everyone else is breaking down. Jay would always use this analogy and he used it on your podcast as well. You know, if we're facing each other, right, and you bench 500 pounds and I bench 150 pounds, but I can get and we're it, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing who can get to whose chest first to create impact. Obviously, if you get to my chest first, you're going to, with you know, bench pressing 500 pounds, you can create a tremendous amount of damage. But if I can get to your chest first, I win and I win every time. Right. And so if you're able to combine great amounts of force production and the rates of it, and at high volumes, being able to do it over and over and over again without being impacted by it, be, you know, having that high level of efficiency, you're, you're unstoppable, right? It's for- and that is the end of part two.